What is up, world? What is up? Four Core Press is in the building. And we are all in the building. The whole gang. Matt is here. Riley is here. And Pierre is here. Riley, man, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing fantastic this morning. How about yourself? Ah, uh, man, I can't complain. And Matt, how are you, bro? Man, I am so good. So good. How are you guys? You guys doing good? It's been a while since all three of us have been together. Yeah, dude. It's been quite a, yes. been quite a while, actually. That's hilarious. It's been, been quite, quite some time. It's definitely been a while. <laughs> I think the last time we was all together, the Rockets losing streak was was happening. <laughs> it was like beginning, basically. Well, that could have been I mean, that that could have been six to eight months ago at this point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah. But we gonna uh, we 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 gonna start it off with some uh, college basketball, both men's and women's. It is officially wrapped up. So, congrats go out to the Stanford Cardinal, the Lady Stanford Cardinal, should I say. They knocked off South Carolina. And, Matt, I must say you was right by picking, um, excuse me, not uh, South Carolina. They knocked Arizona. off Arizona. Arizona. Matt, you were right. You did pick Stanford to go all the way. And I did pick South Carolina just because of Don Staley. But I know, Riley, I know you were probably rooting for South, I mean, Stanford as well because of Anna yes. Wilson. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Now, here's a little tidbit about that is that my, my theory on this, it's been like that since like they, like I realized Stanford was going to be a, a top contender this year. Is right. that Russell, is that if they win, the, I kept saying that if she wins the state and the national championship, that Russell Wilson will see that moment, especially with all the pressure and all the outside Seahawks related talk that's been going on about him getting traded. He's unhappy and he, is he good enough? All this stuff. That he's gonna see the guy's about legacy and moments, and he's gonna see the fact that Anna that his sister won a national championship, and how beautiful would that be, and how picturesque a moment would it be for his legacy if he then won a Super Bowl, um, the same around the same time, basically, you know. Uh, so it's on, it's writings on the wall, guys. Writings on the wall. So, we know it's gonna happen. So this is another prophecy. Definitely. I mean, yes, the, a much smaller one, yes, but yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, also, something interesting to, to talk about is that we have uh, UConn lost in the Final Four again. And what's funny about that, I say again, because I think it's like the fourth straight time they've lost in the Final Four, which is, it's so funny, because if you're Gino R.E.M., I mean, he is the best women's coach of all time, one of the best coaches of all time, period. And this guy is, like, there were people asking, like, well, can he can he win a title again? It's like, he has like eight, like, what, like, eight or nine, ten, or something like that. <laughs> like They're yeah. asking, like, he he's, been the final four, he's been in the final four 12 straight times, and they're asking him, like, oh, man, can he still do it? It's like, yeah, he just is losing the final four. He's losing a game at a certain point. It's like, they're still the great team. Honestly, what happened to UConn against Arizona is what happened to Gonzaga against Baylor, is that they basically ran into, ran into a team that was ready to punch them in the mouth, and they were not ready for it. They, they got spent in their Elite Eight game, where that was a good game, and so then they ended up not not getting it. Paige Beckers, who ended up being the Wooden Award winner as a freshman, she's one of the she's going to be one of the best women's basketball players I think of all time when it's all said and done. But she like she looked shell shocked in that game, where it's just like Jalen Suggs did, where it's like they played so well up until that point um, that she just couldn't hold on, which is crazy because apparently her and Jalen Suggs are best friends growing up. Yeah, yeah, they like grew up since like yeah. middle school as like best friends. It's How so wild is that? Dope. <laughs> wow. Look how wild! I imagine they both would have won, man. They're both like sending some sad texts right now to each other. <laughs> almost, man, almost. Wow. But uh, we over to the men's side. Um, yeah, I mean, we the final four game against UCLA and Gonzaga. I mean, Matt, you're a UCLA oh, guy. Like, what? Man. I mean, what was going through your mind during that during the the end times of that game? Or just yeah, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I it was such a crazy game. Like that was probably one of the best college games I've watched. Like top, top five. Oh, in years, dude. In years for me. And so proud of UCLA because all I kept hearing is they were going to get blown out by Gonzaga. And they just stuck with it back and forth a lot of the game. And then when we missed that shot and he just followed up his shot and hit the layup, I was like, let's go double overtime. And then they forgot to play defense and Suggs ran down court and hit that shot. Well, no, I wouldn't remember... even say they forgot to play defense, Matt, because that shot that Suggs hit was crazy. Like, no, no, no. I'm not taking anything against. I'm not bad. taking anything against the shot. It was an incredible shot. Right. But if you look, they didn't. All of them didn't run back on defense. They started to celebrate a little bit. Oh, you yeah, right about that. Which gave Suggs an opportunity to shoot instead of full court pressing them. Um, in hey, I see what you did there. 
with three, said it, dude. with three with three seconds left. Yeah, that man, I saw the shot and I just was like, wow, like I could not believe like you can't teach that and you can't draw it up any better. But I honestly feel like UCLA gave Gonzaga everything they had, and then when they got to Bird, they were worn out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I mean Juzang. Talk about somebody who made themselves a lot of money. Oh, uh, absolutely. In this, in this in this tournament, there's always like one or two guys that make a lot of money in the tournament, and uh, and he is one of them for sure. So congrats to him. Because I mean, without him, UCLA wouldn't wouldn't have even been close. They had some. I mean, Tiger Campbell also was a huge part of that. Tiger yep. Campbell's probably the most underrated part of that team that's not named Juzang. Um, is it ja- how do you pronounce that? Ja- ja- is it Jaquez? Oh, Jaquez, yeah, Jaquez. Yeah, yeah. He, he was yeah. also very good for sure. But I think and Cody Riley, obviously. But I think that uh, yeah, Tiger Campbell was by far the most the most underrated part of that team. He was doing every little thing he could do as a guy who's pretty undersized. It seems like he's out there hustling around, making plays, finishing on guys, getting rebounds. Yes, super so undersized. He, he, he was big. He's a big time guy. I mean, for me, the defense on that last play—it's just one of those bang bang plays where. The guy who was guarding him picked him up, stood him straight up, and, I mean, you wish he could have gotten a little bit in front, but it's like at that point he jumps in front of you. You know how the rules are right now. If somebody jumps into you, it's a foul call. You can't risk that, obviously, if it's a tight game like that. It's no fun. I mean, you look at some of those guys, they were just trying to get a, get a man. No one was – I don't think anyone was thinking that Suggs was going to be ready to pull up like that. Right. Um, I mean, but for, if you talk to Mark Few, Mark Few was saying that that's something that he practices all the time. I mean, as a lot of kids do, you practice the – you know, to win the state, you know, to win the state or national championship or whatever, or the NBA championship, you practice those half court shots. And that's something he's done a, a lot, even in their gym. So um, I'm not shocked he did it. I mean, he's a big time kid, so it's really cool. It's it was such a it was such a big game. I mean, you talk about the best game you've seen in a while, Matt. For me, that was the best game I've seen since Villanova, uh, Carolina, uh, yeah, for the national that, title that for sure. Job. That was the best college basketball game. So. Shout out to them for doing that. And the, what was not fun about that is that we what you often find is that if it's not the national title, you get spent. And something I tweeted about and said the night of the um, the night of the Gonzaga UCLA game was that the moment I saw Jalen Suggs crying, like afterwards, like after after like an emotional cry, which I fully understand. Obviously, it's a it's an adrenaline dump. You know, you just you just did something that you've dreamed about your whole life. The moment I saw that emotional spentness, though, I was like, they're not going to win. They're not going to be Baylor because that's that takes so much out of you as a team to go to overtime and to know what you're fighting for and to get it like you did. And that celebration, that's yeah, it's 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 a lot to deal with. And then they walked into the Baylor gym or against Baylor and got just unequivocally smacked in the mouth. Yeah, Baylor uh, just destroyed. Ooh, just absolutely wrecked them. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think of Baylor's performance? Man, it was locked down. It was locked down. Yeah. They couldn't. They. It was like Baylor was getting shots from everywhere on the court, inside, outside, mid range. Gonzaga. They like they put. They were pulling Drew Timmy out, and like you could tell he was out there worn out because <laughs> he was like, "I'm trying, I'm trying." Like that's what it felt like. And other than um, Davion, was is it Davion Mitchell? I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Other than him, I didn't know that anybody else on my team was like for real. And the whole like you couldn't have asked Baylor to do a better job than how they did. And I just was amazed, like, wow. Like and there was times where Baylor let, like were trying to let them back in the game. They were like taking their foot off the uh, gas, but I'm like, no, keep it on the gas because Gonzaga needed to be humble. They thought they couldn't be beat. They went undefeated and it got to them. And like I said, I still stand by that. That UCLA game took a lot out of them. So when they got to Baylor, they had something left, but Baylor was fresh because they pretty much had went through everybody they needed to get through. They didn't go to overtime and have to they like they blew out Houston. And I'm still upset yeah, about that. They, they were okay. they were well rested, man. They were extremely yeah. well rested. I mean I mean the meme that you keep seeing on Twitter and everything was that it's like the white prep team that's never played the hood team. Basically, came in and they got bodied by guys who were just tougher than they were. That's what it was. It it sucks that Timmy was the represent was the visual representation of Gonzaga throughout the tournament because he was such a cocky asshole the whole time. <laughs> like he's like, you know, he's like every every bass. He's got the like stupid headband and the and the the handlebar mustache or whatever he was doing the the you know the goatee or whatever. It didn't you know, and he's like freaking out against every, every basket. He's he's posing and flexing or whatever. 
you know, when the rest of the team is actually like a really like down to earth, like really humble group. But, you know, they brought him out on D, they isolated him and they went to work on him and just they, they completely exploited him on defense, completely exploited him, mm-hmm. um, which took him out of his rhythm on offense. Suggs was was early. It was in foul trouble and just looked discombobulated. I mean, they were out rebound. They're pushing him aside. It was just it, they just got bullied. That's the only way I can describe it. It's they straight up just got bullied. And, you know, like I said, they had too much taken out of them. Like, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? I, like, you know, but when you have guys like Davion Mitchell's incredible, Butler's incredible. Uh, that Matt Mayer kid, the white dude with the with the mullet who just runs around on the wing and is like hitting shots and getting boards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just a roster <laughs> of guys who just looked at Gonzaga and said, all right, like, whatever. You know, like, not right. that scary, you know. And hope, then they I hope y'all ready. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, buckle up, fellas, you know, get ready to do your poses and your flexes because it's not going to be fun for you. Man. Yeah, they just locked him up. They just played great basketball, and and you could tell Gonzaga was tired. They were tired. They got, like you said, got in that early foul trouble with some key players, and they were just done. Now, yeah, before we get to the NBA, I just want to talk about a few of the, these guys' draft stock because we know Davion Mitchell called. Um, he he's entering the NBA, and I believe um, Kispert is going to go. I know Timmy's yeah, a senior, sure. and so no, no, Kispert, no, Kispert's a senior. Timmy's a freshman. Or oh, got it yeah. mixed up. Thank you. Okay, what do you guys see those draft stack at? Like after this Baylor game, what do you see, Damian Mitchell? Do you, does the Suggs slip, or or do you do just enough to keep his draft stock high? He's a top three to me. Suggs okay. is top. Three, I think with with Cunningham and Mobley. Uh, hmm. not. I think he goes. I think he's top five. I'll go that route. I don't think. To, I think top three is a little dicey right now. I mean, it's obviously that's that's what two spots away or whatever. But I think a top three might be a little intense. I think here's the thing. I think if he would have done well in the national title game and like yeah. and like solidified that like against guys like Mitchell and Butler, I think it would have helped him a little bit. But that did that did show his weaknesses. Basically, he just he plays a little young sometimes. He's got a little you know he's just doesn't quite have that toughness yet, and I think that that'll hurt him a little bit. But, I mean, what's what's a little bit between three and five? So, I mean, if you're a top five, top three, you're doing the right things. So, I think that's where Suggs will be for sure. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to think for – and then Mitchell's obviously – I think he's going lottery. Yeah, I can see that. I guess. Yeah, I, I think he's going lottery. Yeah, like top – I could say top 15. Yeah, top 15. That's fair. I've heard Mayer's going first round. Mm. Yeah, like late first. I was like, okay. I didn't. I had not heard that. I was like, okay, really? That's wow. <laughs> Kispert's gonna go. Kispert will go. Uh, he'll go top twenty for sure. Okay. Like, probably more. Like, I mean, he's he's pretty much Joe Harris. You're pretty much looking at Joe Harris when you when you have Corey Kispert. That's actually a good uh, comparison. It's basically, what it is. It's it's Joe Harris running around uh, with better hair, and that's about it. <laughs> better hair. But obviously, we're seeing how. But we're seeing like how important it is to have a guy like Joe Harris on your team. So. He'll go for sure. I mean, he had a great tournament for the most part. He did. He really did have a good. A Matt, good what do you tournament. think about uh, what do you think about Kispert? Yeah, I think I think he said it right. I think he's similar to Joe Harris. I think that like NBA teams always want to draft guys who can shoot the ball, um, and so they're willing to spend a late, a mid to late first round pick on a shooter. So, so we're, yeah, so we're all in agreement that three Gonzaga Bulldogs will be going in the first round regardless of what happens. No. Wait, who's the third? No. Oh, Timmy? No, yeah, I've got no idea. I hope he yeah, does. No. I, I have no idea. I, I hope he stays, man. Because I don't think he's in the draft. Man. I think he's a first round pick. Timmy? Yeah. I mean, maybe probably, but like defensively, I mean, we saw like because those Butler guys, like they're okay offensively, but they're not great offensively. You know what I mean? Like they're they're good, but they're not fantastic. And he got destroyed. By them on defense, so we'll see how yeah. that works out for him. I mean, he'll get exposed on D if he if he comes out, but I mean, so, I mean, a lot of guys get exposed on D in the NBA, so we'll see. But yeah, I don't. I, I hope he stays another year. That's what I hope yeah. for him. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I, I never, I never get upset for a kid coming out if he wants to go get his money. If you want to go yeah. get paid, go get paid. But from what I've understood, like Timmy's not hurting for money. His family is like from a pretty rich family. So, <laughs> he's a very rich family so like we're not gonna tell you this is exactly need the money to go do that but if he wants to go make your millions go make your millions but i'd rather yeah. he stay because 
yeah, that's he's he can't, can't bring that flexing that flexing shit into the. Uh, oh the, no, he's like a monster. You better humble yourself a little bit, my man, more than you got humbled in the in the national title <laughs> game. It's not going to be fun for you. You think those Butler cats are not going to be cool, or not cool to you, or a Baylor cats are not going to be cool to you? It's not going to be fun in the NBA. Yeah, I'm looking, at, mock, I'm looking at a that. mock draft right now, and they have uh, Kispert going 11th to the Pelicans. Yeah, I've heard, I've seen him. I've seen him all over the board there, in between like 11 or in between like 10 and 20. I've seen him in there, and like that's yeah. I mean, I think anywhere in there at, at this point, if you can get a shooter, you know, is going to be a you know 10 years of good shooting, then you you take that in a heartbeat. That's a great uh, a great dude to acquire. Yeah, well now we can move on to the NBA. Kevin Durant is back. James Harden is out. And this is funny because when we were, when he was in Houston, he would have he wouldn't have sat out. And I, I don't mean this as a shot at all. That just goes to show that I'm not waving the white flag by any means, neither. However, this goes to show that the Mets team has much more um firepower than what we would have in Houston because James Harden can afford to sit out with some hamstring tightness. KE came back, he looked good. Kyrie's been Kyrie. You added look wait, but 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 before we talk about Durant, can I can we talk about Lamarcus Aldrich? Because man. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. He's like he's fitting in nicely. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that you, if you're asking these guys, uh, people are looking at these guys that used to be stars, and they're like they're they're expecting them to come on and either do everything or nothing. And it's like, I mean, if you take the pressure off those guys, they're gonna they're gonna do what they have always done well. You know, if you're a star player, even right. if you get older, your knees start to go, whatever it may be, you still have the skills that like your peak skills that make you the best at what you do. Like, so whatever you do best, you will always do well, usually. Right. I got like Marcus Aldridge. He shoots mid range jumpers and, and rebounds. Like he'll be fine doing that regardless of how his body's doing really. So it's like, yep. he's, and he's looking fine doing that. He's coming off the bench. He's doing that. He's starting sometimes it's fine. He's, so he's putting up good numbers. But yeah. And it's the same thing with like an Aaron Gordon right now where it's like, you know, he doesn't have to be the star in Denver and they're playing fantastic, even though he's not putting up the same kind of numbers. It can go Absolutely. both ways. If you yep. can adjust and you put somebody in the right situation, they're going to shine no matter what. Situations matter more than the talent does a lot of the time. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's I think I'm I'm really happy to see that with LaMarcus Aldridge and then Blake Griffin to a, to a smaller extent obviously, but yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge good for him, dude. Cuz he, he's really pretty much is, a forgotten man. man, really forgotten man. Definitely and I, you know. Go ahead, Matt. He, he just fits so well. Again, there's those certain NBA players who can just go and find their role and fit. Um, and they're just true professionals. And, and Aldridge is just one of those guys. What was it? Uh, yesterday, I mean, he put up 22 points, 8 for 12. Um, and it, it just helps when when you can shoot that mid-range and you're a big guy. And when the Nets just have so many weapons, it frees them up more. So, I mean, it's, I think especially in the playoffs, he's going to be so important. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Him and Blake. I think Blake will have an impact in the playoffs, too. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, and also, too, I mean, obviously getting Durant back <clears throat> last night was such a big deal. And he looks – I mean, he's fine, you know. <laughs> he's totally good. He uh, comes in, <laughs> looks smooth. Yeah, looks smooth, didn't miss. Everything was cool, man. The dude is – uh, yeah, Kevin Durant. I mean, and his thing, I think he was good for a little bit. <clears throat> I think that they were just taking him real slow, you know. Yeah, yeah. They had no reason to rush him. And that's how it should be with LeBron and AD in L.A. That's how it should be with Harden right now with that tightness. Because you're right, I don't think he he might not have been able to sit like that, if, especially if they were contending a little bit with him still there. Yep. Um. You know, I, of course, I don't think he, he sits maybe as long as he's probably going to sit right now. But I do think they need to get him on the floor. I think that's been the big talk of the league, basically, is like, well, you know, how many games has a big three, any sort of quote-unquote big three, how, how few games have they played while still winning a championship? And I think it was like half. I want to say it's like 45 or something, 40-something. Um, but it's but basically like they're they're on pace and not have played many games together, and it's going to be a testament of you know does that matter fully? Because I don't think the NBA has ever seen a, a, a team of three guys that have this kind of talent, especially with the team around them that they have with the talent around them. Um, it's a really interesting group. So I don't know. I think that they'll actually work seamlessly together. Um, 
you know, which I mean, before they were all acquired, I was saying they wouldn't. I was like, I thought that the chemistry and Kyrie kind of wanted to be off the floor. I thought it would be a, an issue somewhat um, at some point, but no, they, they have they are clicking and clicking and clicking. So there's nothing negative to say about them. Basically, they are doing everything correctly, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, Hard needs to get back as soon as he can because if he does, I think they're going to go on runs because they're destroying teams without all three of them. They're running teams, so I am I am excited to see what they do when they're all together. I, the whole league should be really really scared of them. As a Rockets fan, we're scared of the whole league already. So, <laughs> I, I, uh, You're, you I, guys are excited for the draft. Ah, uh, man, yeah, I know. And when you guys you have know, like nineteen picks, right? Something like that. Something like that. So all I can do is just sit back and watch it. And like I was telling uh, Matt last week, Riley, from a fan standpoint. I like I could just sit back and just watch it. I don't have to be biased about oh, you know, I could just watch it. Whatever unfolds, unfolds. But yes, the league should be alarmed once everybody's back because you're gonna see Harden to Durant, Harden to Kyrie, Harden to Blake, Harden to Aldrich, Harden to Joe Harris, or vice versa. So it's gonna be scary. Well, I think Harden caught it scary hours and it's definitely gonna be scary. But turning attention to the Lakers, Matt, Andre Drummond came in. We played one game, and then he had a yeah. toe injury. Um, yeah, which is like the like, – it's how, obviously like any, anybody has a toe injury, like you know like that's no fun or whatever, but it just never sounds cool, you know. How did this happen? Did he step on so – because I didn't see the particular injury. I it could have been anything. He was off the court. <laughs> it could have been anything. I don't, I don't know. He's a, he's a big man. Sometimes yeah. they're toes just – yeah, you got a lot of weight coming down. I don't know. I'm fine. <laughs> well, no, I don't I get feel like Matt, that. That reaction is, I feel like, is exactly what like all Lakers fans thought of it when it happened. Like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> things aren't going right right now, dude. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you got Lakers fans right now are just kind of taking it on the chin pretty well, honestly. As far as like both the stars are out, you get Drummond, who most of you didn't even weren't 100 percent sure you wanted. Like, he's out after a day with a toe. Gasol's I've been a unhappy. Fan. I like Drummond. Like, I, I, you know? I was happy with that pickup. Oh, yeah, cool, Gasol cool. is unhappy. I did see Gasol's comments. And, um, I mean, Gasol, he really wasn't doing much to begin with. So. Here's, here's, here's the deal with Marcus Gasol. Okay. And I love Marcus Gasol, right? Love the dude. Love the Gasol brothers. How could you not? You know, how could you not? They're two great guys. But, man, just, dude, you're like 36, right? Something like that. He's like 36, 37, something like that. He's older. And, you know, the, the legs are not what they used to be. He's not a starter, right? He can't play D well enough to be a starter. He can't play offense well enough to be a starter. Like, it's just the way things are. The idea that, like, he's put off by the fact they acquired somebody. Like, hey, man, are you are you picking up the slack of LeBron and AD? No. Like, and that's okay because they didn't expect you to do that, which is why they got Drummond. Like, be a team player, man. What are you talking about? You know? Like, it's like Marcus Gasol, you have to know. Like, you just won a title with the Raptors. Like the like a couple of years ago, you know, like you you have to know, but uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not I worried. Just, yeah, I just don't understand the idea that he's going to be upset. I, I guess for me, I'm looking at him like that's a veteran. That's a that's a thing that I wouldn't expect from him as a veteran. But what if Marcus saw has the impact in the playoffs, Matt? Would you be happy then? I, I mean, happy regardless. I mean, you, we got Marcus all and, and Drummond there. They're available. Well, Drummond's yeah, not right yeah. now, but he will be. He will be in the playoffs if if his toes stay straight. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Marcus All could definitely have an impact on a couple games in the playoffs. I could totally see that. He's the type that might have one good game a series, you know, for you. Mm, okay. Um, okay. I mean, no. we he he's better than having a guy on the bench who is a rookie who won't get any minutes. Okay, now this next signing the Lakers did, I'm going to advocate it because he was on my team. The Lakers went out. Well, the Rockets, however, we released Ben McLemore, and I already know why. It was because he wanted to be on a contender. He's in the tail end of his contract. He would have been a free agent next year. There was no way in hell he was resigning without Harden, without Tucker, anybody being here. So one thing I can say about the Rockets, what we've been doing, we've been doing right by players and getting them to where they want to be. Now, I don't know if McLemore specifically wants to be in L.A., but just joining a contender is something that he wanted. 
Now, what the Lakers are getting with Ben McLemore, he's not the greatest shooter in the world. He's not the but he's efficient. And he's gonna be great on catch and shoots. He's LeBron is gonna well, he's clutch sports, so obviously LeBron already knows, but it's it's gonna be good for the Lakers. Uh watch out KCP. That's all I gotta say, because if McLemore gets hot and you're not, <laughs> Wesley Matthews too. They both should watch out. Matt, do you like this McLemore signing? I like the signing. I like the signing. Uh, he can score. He can shoot. Um, what was it? March twenty six against Minnesota. He dropped twenty one. Of course, he's not going to get fifteen attempts usually. No. But right now, right now, just let him play. I mean, the Lakers don't have many options uh, with with their stars out. So it's good to just let players play. Let them get comfortable on their team in a new city. And yeah, I'm excited for Ben. I think it, again in the playoffs, he could be one of those guys that has a couple really good games. He can bring scoring off the bench. Um, yeah, I'm excited. You should be excited. You're getting a class act guy. He's not – defensively, he's not the best in the world. He can stay in front of his man, but he tends to get in foul trouble because he may try to reach in. And I think that's what he learned from Harden, you know, the, the whole trying to get steals. But I'm putting my biased cap away for the rest of the year. and. I'm wavering for him. I hope he has success. You know, I just can't wait to see it. It's going to be tough seeing my guy in another uniform other than Houston, but hey, nothing great lasts forever, man. Deep down the side, I'm crying, guys. So, yeah. It's tough. I mean, tr- I mean try, try losing him for 10 years, Pierre. I think you'll be okay, you know? Oh, man. I think, I, think, I think you'll be okay, sir. Okay? You know who will be okay? Paul Pierce. <laughs> man. Just talk about somebody who, like, <laughs> like oh this is the most obvious thing that he could have possibly done. I Like, this made, like, people were like, I can't believe he did this. I'm like, this is the most Paul Pierce move of all time. Did you guys see how many viewers he had on this live he had? Man, he had a lot. 300, was- no, no, it was 357 people were watching. Oh. 357, it's not like he had hundreds of thousands, he had 357 people. Okay, so watching him was crazy. This married man with his strippers and stuff. What are you doing, dude? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Come on, dude. A little high or something. What are you thinking, dude? He's literally sitting there, like, 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 pointing the camera around, like, check me out, everybody. It's like, what are you thinking, man? He told like, some girl, uh, if you're in LA, you can make some money. Come through. If you in LA, dude, I was like, wow. It's like, Paul Pierce, who do you think you are, man? Who do you think you are, Paul Pierce? You need to calm down, okay? Lou Will somewhere shaking his head. You know, going, right. man, this is not how you do it. This is not how you do it. <laughs> Dumb, man. dude. I was so blown away by it, dude. Then he gets fired by ESPN, which, I mean, he already had some of the worst takes in the world anyway. That's been the meme. Is It's like, well, he, uh, you know, he already, like, he should have been fired for his horrible takes. So this is not the worst thing you could do. Damn, Matt, you do you think had... the firing was, uh, do you think the firing was uh, fair? Uh, of course, of course, especially <laughs> when it's owned by Disney too. I mean, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh man. Um. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, Paul Pierce either didn't think it through or knew there was a chance of him getting fired. I dude, think it, it was a combination it, it, of any job, <laughs> bro. With any job where you were in the public eye, like Matt, you work with kids and stuff. You're obviously working with in the church as well. Like, like not the move, obviously. You know what I mean? Like things like if you work with the, with people in general, and you sit and you have people, you work in your community of any type. Hey, man, don't get on a on an Instagram live with a bunch of strippers. Like, what are we doing? Like, that's not how you keep your job. Like, what are we doing here, man? So yeah, that's one of the like dumbest things I've seen. Which is crazy because if it were someone else doing it a different way, you know what I mean? Like, it all just kind of set up in this weird mode of like, well, that's a Paul Pierce kind of move. Can't have it. You know, and it's cool, but I'm hearing there's a lot of talk. He's going to get a job like Fox or Barstool Sports, the, the scourge of the, the sports world. Man, uh, why can't you know. take Kendrick Perkins with him? He should have invited Kendrick Perkins. Oh, to bro, he should have, yeah, he, he really should have. He should have gotten Kendrick Perkins on that line. Perkins. You know, Perkins hey, in the middle of the strippers have still just been talking about like just carry the on. dumbest stuff. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just, he would have been on the live just trying to get in some bad basketball takes. And even Paul Pierce would have been like, come on, man, enjoy yourself. And he was like, I am, this, is, this is what I enjoy is bad takes. <laughs> man, yeah, but I do agree with you, man, and Riley. I'm all for, you know, living your life. But when you have a, a job that you have where not only 
your colleagues see you, but children, and you're doing this. <laughs> like you said, owned by Disney, the writing was on the wall. You know, I don't know, maybe he did it to get fired or what? I, last time I checked, he was married. So oh, I don't he's know. Married for sure. He's married for I don't sure. know. Yeah, I don't know where his he's, wife was. He's, he's a married man. I don't yeah, know no, so yeah, guys, house just, uh, or what. <laughs> just from just a, an official message from Full Court Press, if you have a job in the public eye or most jobs at all and are married, hey, don't get on IG Live. Uh, with uh, with uh, with strippers, if you can't Stri- strippers. All we'll, that. We'll, 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 we'll yeah. put out an official statement on that. Just you know, that's quote that us for us full court press. Don't do that, and that's you know, that's our word on that. Yeah, <laughs> just, just don't, before you don't, do it. Do it, man. Turn the cameras yeah. off if you're going to. For goodness' sake, guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Paul Pierce was thinking. I still don't know. No. Just, it's just so funny, but. Hey. Well, I can't wait for it. He's going to go to Barstool or something, and he's going to think he's he's going to start walking around like he's like Deion Sanders or something. Right, like, like he's he, the man. Went to that. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, he's going to start walking around like, yeah, hey, I run this, and it's going to be like, man, you know, they don't like black people over there, though, right? Like, you're not going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that's not your audience, and I guess maybe the Boston audience might like him, you know. But it's like, dude, that's tough, Paul Pierce. You better. It's not. It's not going to be the cushy ESPN job, okay? So <laughs> know that. That's like Stephen A. Smith doing something like that, and even though his takes are horrible at times, but you know. You but Stephen A. Smith, okay, so, but that's what I'm saying though. If you replace that with Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith might get away with that. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why it's different, but it is. Like if it's if it's Paul Pierce, it's different, and I don't know why. I you know I don't. It, it makes no sense. I don't know. I I could be off there, but for whatever reason, because it's Paul Pierce, it was worse. I don't know. He just gives off that energy, you know. What he should have done is gotten in a had somebody wheel him off in a wheelchair, um, you know, right. like you know, as a, like that one game that he uh, like pooped himself. He should have done that, and uh, you know, and then right. pretty much people <laughs> would have believed that he was just you know out of it for the game, you know. Gonna yeah. pull out I mean, the second one. There. I'm not gonna bounce back. Just hopefully his next oh, gig is as just this past gig because ESPN yeah, no, is no, huge. No, he's, he's not gonna get the ESPN money anywhere else. No, so. I saw well, yeah, it's playoff time. <laughs> well, almost playoff time. Yeah, a there month and a half. Close. Month and a half to playoffs. What what team do you guys think misses in each conference that that we thought was going to make it? Hmm. Well, that's tough for me because I think that the I think the war. I just think because I don't know if I expected the Warriors once. Uh, once. Um, uh, once Clay went out, I I kind of thought that they were just going to fall off, and then they've done well enough to stay in that range, you know, in the playoff range. <clears throat> but I just don't know if they're going to be able to hold on to that because now, now we have that awesome play in get that play in uh, situation, which is going to be a lot of fun. But it's going to I make think it they can crazy. win the play in. I think they could for sure. They could do that for sure. I think it's. I think the Spurs might miss. Honestly, they're going to get close, and I think they're going to be out for the, out of the play in. Uh, during the play-in, I should say, because um, are, yeah, are, are we saying are we saying like there teams that are not going to make the play-in, or are we saying teams they, that are not? No, going they're to, not going to make the the eight, the top eight, the, eight. the playoff. <clears throat> yeah, I think at this, I think the Spurs. Well, here's the thing: I think that anybody in the West, those last four teams, Mavericks, Grizz, Spurs, and Warriors, any that's a complete toss-up to me. I think the only solid six teams are above them right now. I think all those guys are pretty hit and miss. I think New Orleans might be able to sneak into that play-in. I think San Antonio can drop off, and New Orleans will take their spot. Not, not playing the defense they were last night, though, man. Ugh, oh, my was, God. I mean, I, I get Brooklyn's Brooklyn, <laughs> but, man, they were just getting wrecked. Um, that was not I mean, fun to watch. about 139 points. <laughs> Jeez, I know. And it was like they were, playing garbage, <laughs> and they were playing the garbage players at the end, like the end of the bench guys the last, like, you know, eight, nine minutes of the game. Shout out IT, though, by the way, guys, real quick. Isaiah Thomas back in the league. All right. Yes, back yes. in the league. Signed a 10 day with the Pelicans. He shot okay his first game. Last night, though, be in that blowout, he had a good amount of run. And sucks to say he was not hitting very well. I he think I hope they give him a second 10 day because that way he can he needs to get the rust off. Because he's getting good shots and he's making good decisions. He's not forcing everything. He's finding open guys. He's trying to make plays. So he's not just forcing shots up, which I'm glad to see, because that's kind of the MO is that you don't want to see him just kind of jacking up everything and ignoring everybody, right. uh, which he can't do sometimes. But I, I, yeah, I think he's just trying to get some rust off a little bit, obviously. I mean, because he hasn't played any meaningful games uh, since, you know, I think over 
two years now, really. If we're talking about real minutes, it's been yep. a long time. So I, I'll tell you that one little tournament he did against like you know thirty eight year old, forty year old people uh, in like Puerto Rico that he was doing. But the yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I hope he I hope he does well. But I'm just happy to see him in the league. I think everyone is. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter and stuff, just Instagram, just uh, from a lot of big time NBA players just congratulating him on getting back and. Uh, the the whole league root for like roots for him. You know what I mean? It's not just us, and it's not just me out here. It's you know NBA players love him and they respect his grind. They respect who he is. So it's nice to see just for him. You know, it's good to see that other players are reaching out and showing their admiration for him being back and their respect for him. It's always nice to see. It's one of my favorite players. It's good to see. But like I said, if he's playing defense like he was, and the, <laughs> the Pelicans are playing defense like that, he's not going to last long uh, in the league. So he needs to figure that out. But Matt, like you were saying, I think because they have Zion and because they have Ingram and I think you're right. They have the they have the talent to certainly push a team like the Spurs, who really lack that talent. They're more of the uh, Utah Jazz style of collective. Uh, the collective fires what's going to beat you, as opposed to the individual talents. But in the playoffs, we know the individual talents will usually win out. Yeah, man. And I'm looking at the standings right now. Seeds three through seven are separated by no more than six games or well, five games. The Lakers just need to hold on, man. Lakers, Matt, they just need to hold on because that's going to get really dicey. Yeah. Um, I'm, not get dicey I'm not worried. The longer Brown and AD are out, but let them keep resting. Well, for sure, that's the, that's the thing. I'm glad you you obviously understand that, and the real Lakers fans will understand that you have to rest them. You don't have a choice in that. You have to keep them resting yeah. because obviously the playoffs are what matter. It's just a matter yeah. of hopefully you stay in that top, uh, the top six. You know, so you don't have to deal with any playing nonsense. Yeah, um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping Phoenix. Uh, gets like three and we get six. I'd love to play Phoenix in the first round. Oh man, they looked good last night, guys. Do you guys they watch the Jazz game? I'm just saying, out of the top four, My out of the top four, I'd rather play Phoenix than Utah, Clippers, and Denver. And I can yeah, see I mean, why. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, Phoenix. I mean, for me, that's because of the lack of experience outside of Paul, <clears throat> Paul and Crowder. Obviously, outside of those guys. They're going to lack a little bit of a, the play. And even that, I mean, look at Chris Paul. I mean, the knock on him is that he's not gotten past a certain point in the playoffs. So it's like when it comes to that, you want that basic inexperience to go and against. And who's guarding LeBron? No, oh, man. I mean, they'll throw Bridges at him for sure, and Bridges will do what he can. Bridges is, is a fantastic defender, but he also just doesn't have LeBron's body. Nope. Uh, there's only so much There's only so much you can take from that. So, I mean, like, so much and AD take. as well. If you have AD and Drummond, you're going to have to put Aiton on Drummond. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the matchups. If everyone's healthy for the Lakers, the matchups do not. Uh, it's going to be interesting for them for sure. Like I said, throwing. I mean, you can throw LeBron. You can throw a few guys at LeBron. You can throw Crowder at him. You can throw Tony um, Bridges at him. So I mean, honestly, LeBron will be easier to, to throw bodies at than AD and Drummond for sure. Uh, but that's. Yeah, man, I, I do agree. I think that's your best possible matchup as far as like, you know, if you're if you're gonna be on the bottom end of that, I think that's a, a great call. Um but yeah, I mean last night the Suns look fantastic. Uh Booker, and I live in Phoenix too, so that'd just be fun for me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um yeah, the the Suns jazz game is really interesting to watch because I mean Mark if you listen to Mark Jackson talk about it, it's like of course they're the they're the best two teams in the league. And they have two bright young stars, and neither one of them is gets a lot of the respect that they deserve for the majority of the time. Um, I mean, Booker and Mitchell, they both had – did they both have 40 last night? No, Mitchell did. I think, uh, uh, I think Booker uh, had like Mitchell 30. had 41, and yeah. Booker had 35. 35, okay, yeah. So, I mean, they both put on good shows. Near the end, though, they both didn't shoot that well near the end of the game, especially Booker. He was kind of off. But the uh, – which, I mean – which is 29. Huh? Chris Paul had 29 last night. Yeah, no, Chris Paul took over, man. I mean, Chris, I mean, he is he's the sole reason that they are where they are. If you look at the last year's roster, I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you look at the roster, it's virtually this. A lot of it is the same. You know, they took away some minor pieces, but the, the same big pieces are there that were there last year. They just had a Chris Paul to run the show, and all of a sudden they are you know one of the top teams in the in the NBA, which is wild. I mean, you look at what he did with OKC last year; it's the exact same thing. I mean, I mean, people talk about the respect this guy deserves. It's it's a lot more than he gets for sure, um, regardless of how he's done in the playoffs. Because you can't lead teams like he does, turn turn teams around like he does, uh, without getting that respect. But yeah, in the playoffs, it's going to be really interesting to watch them because Booker's going to be not he's going to be nasty for sure. Uh, Aiden's yeah, figuring that, it out. Oof. Imagine if they actually use their draft pick well too. 
Yeah, which one do they have? Don't they have a? They had like the sixth pick, and they picked Jalen Smith. Have you played? Yeah. Uh, he uh, is averaging one point three points a game. Yeah, um, dude. That that was I. I totally forgot they drafted him. That was a so weird imagine pick. if they actually use their draft pick to pick somebody else who can contribute now. Man, and just be another good player. Dude, yeah. last night actually, someone who they did draft recently, who they also got a lot of flack for, was Cam Johnson. Yeah, that kid was playing. He's playing out of his mind. Like yeah. not just not just off because offensively, the talk was he's only going to shoot threes and that's it, right? But defensively, he was putting pressure. He was putting pressure on the point guard last night on Conley last night. I saw him get a steal on Conley. I saw him. He was getting blocks at the rim. Like and he's running he some good rebounds. Yeah, like he's 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 playing a really a more much more complete game than what I expected to see out of him. Uh, having not really like when I've been watching Sun Suns games, I haven't really been watching his minutes like that, and uh, really was paying attention to him last night. And he was he was playing really well. So the Suns, I mean, the Jalen Smith pick. I guess we just have to wait a little bit because off the rip, we thought the same thing about Cam Johnson. So yeah, I mean, sorry, I was right wrong. Now, was, Jalen Smith was drafted tenth. But you did have Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton and Kira Lewis oh Jr. and that Aaron Naismith and oh, Anthony had, all right after him. If they had that Halliburton, was, man, that would have been nuts. Because, I mean, look at how well Halliburton as a, as a point guard is playing with De'Aaron Fox right now. Right. That's the move everybody thought they should have done was draft Halliburton to sit behind Chris Paul. Yeah. Learn from Chris Paul and you have your point guard. And that's what what's crazy is that you could have played a ball. I mean – I mean, you could play. You could have played a lineup of of Paul Halliburton, Booker, Bridges, yeah. and and Aiton, and just run, just run with that. It would have been so much fun. Or even Crowder. You could have gone super small and just ran that out. It would have been crazy. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, Halliburton man. is playing fantastic. Yeah, but no, yeah, definitely. I mean, with that pick, if they would have done that, it's always weird seeing teams. It's one of those things where it's like, did Phoenix think that they were that it was really like a rebuild? You know, but it's like when you get Chris Paul like that, you'd assume that you're going full tilt on the gas, but. Man, oh, yeah, another uh, another guy or another team that's the scariest team in the West right now to me is Denver. They are scary because Jokic is the is playing MVP ball, obviously, right? We know that he's been insane. I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, and I swear every every game I go look, he's got like twenty five, ten, and like nine or ten. You know, like every game he's like like messing with a triple double, got a couple blocks under him, shooting great percentages, whatever maybe got a steal or two. He's just everywhere. And we were talking earlier about getting guys in, in the right situation. And we had Aaron Gordon in Orlando where he was stuck uh, just basically having to guard the best player on the uh, other team every night, regardless of position, and then is now having to – and but and then basically having to also create on the wing. And now what we're seeing is that he's able to – let now he's able to just fill a role. You know, and do it very, very well. Now it's, hey man, play defense, make cuts, and Jokic will find you. And that's exactly what's been happening. And they are playing out outstanding basketball together. Yeah, I mean, Denver is going to be scary, man. I'm, I'm telling you that the West is going to be such a fun playoff. I mean, the whole playoffs, the East too. But I'm excited to watch some playoff basketball because. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, because the West is just going to be like – I guess the thing is, is that in the East, we know we have like the top three teams. And then beyond that, no one's worried about anybody, right? Like really, like no one's – like the fourth place team right now is the Hornets. No one's really worried about the Hornets, you know? You think Miami no. sneaks up? I think Miami sneaks up into the fourth though. <sighs> Maybe. But even then, I mean, I don't think Miami's Miami does not scare teams like they did last year. I mean, yeah. you have to take them seriously, obviously. You know, you play them, they're going to play you seven games. It's going to suck. But no one's as worried about them as they were last year at certain points in the playoffs. Obviously, they can they can ramp up to that for sure. And Celtics, too. I mean, I'm sure they can ramp up to something. But both those teams have looked str- have been struggling a little bit. Oladipo is not looking as good as what people were hoping he'd be right now. Uh, hmm. He hasn't adjusted quite, quite as well. Uh, we'll. We'll see. Because I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, if you're coming out of the East, it's Philly, it's it's Brooklyn, or it's Milwaukee. I there's no way any of the other teams come out of the East. In the bubble, it was different for sure. This is not the bubble now, and I I don't see how any how one of those teams doesn't come out. Can we talk about a team, are, can we talk about a team that we are all hoping hangs on to a playoff spot, and that's the New York Knicks. Dude, I was yes. that. It's good Me for too. basketball, man. It's good for basketball. The, the, Knicks, the Knicks played phenomenal last night. I know they lost to Boston by two. 
But give it up for R.J. Barrett dropping 29, 6 for 6 for downtown, 10 for 14 from the field. Um, you'd love to see R.J. coming into who he's supposed to be. And I'm so happy because I've been saying it. He needs to be more aggressive. And he's doing it. He's proven me right. So thank you, R.J. The yeah, Maple like, Mamba. Yeah, with, with R.J. Barrett, it's like he's one of those kids that had all the pressure on him in the world from day one. Like all the pressure. Like, hey, man, you're going to be the number one pick. You're going to be the number one kid coming out of college. And he, and he set those goals for himself, you know, that he wanted to be uh, the number one at everything, basically. And he comes into the league, and he's supposed to be the number one guy for, for the Knicks. You know, it's like, hey, man, you're, you're the kid now. Here, here you go. Here are the keys type of thing. And you can tell it was one of those things where the lights turned on. He just wasn't quite ready yet, you know. Um, wasn't quite ready to be that guy. And luckily, Julius Randle came in and kind of took some of that pressure off of him because now he's been able to find that confidence in a safe way where he's not having to go through the fire to find it. He's able to find it, uh, you know, with a little less burning light on him like that about R.J. Barrett taking the last shot. And he was, oh, that's who we wanted. That's who we wanted. We, we were, that's, that's literally who we wanted to take that shot. We, we, you know, basically basically said he's trash. Like, <laughs> basically said, like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, we were not worried if he was shooting, if he was shooting the ball. And I was like, oh, man, like, that's a that's a big shot to take, Anthony. I was a rookie coming in and, like, talking to me like that. But Barrett, Barrett laughed it off and stuff, and he doesn't really care. But it was like, man, dude, like, Anthony Edwards does not care. I love that kid. He does not care about what he says. Does what? Do you think uh, Anthony Edwards wins Rookie of the Year with Lamelo going down? I don't know, man. It's the same thing with the NBA with the MVP this year. Like, I just don't care as much about it because I don't think because of injuries, it's kind of being tainted a little bit. Because we all know Lamelo was going to be the Rookie of the Year. It sucks he's not going to be now. I think Anthony Edwards could probably do it. Um, bias cap, bias cap coming back on. Jason, yeah. no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, no way, dude. No way. But no, I mean, there's a couple other rookies that'll get a look at it. But I do think that uh, it just sucks. I wish it was Lamelo, just like I wish LeBron was the MVP. That's what it was looking like, you know. That's what it was looking like beforehand. Um, but yeah, no, I honestly, I just don't understand how the Hornets are going to maintain like this. I mean, good on them for for like staying in it the way they are. But man, I just don't know how long they can hold up. I mean, the Hawks are, are on the tail. The Nate McMillan led Hawks have been looking a lot better. Uh, which is crazy, you know. That's something I wouldn't have called at the beginning of the year. Um, I did not think that they were gonna that it was gonna make any sense for them. I, I thought it was gonna be very tough for them to put it all together, but they they figured that out for sure. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah. And then basically the Pacers and Bulls will hang out, but you know they're not gonna. Like I said, in the East, in the West, like in the West, the top six teams, any of those top six teams could come out of the West, yeah. and I'd have my reasons to say, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like any, any of them. Like if they all came out, it'd be like, okay, you know, the Jazz, hey, Jazz and Suns, they've been the great collective teams all year. Sure. The Clippers and Lakers, sure. They got the Stars, sure. The Nuggets uh, have put it all together, sure. Portland with Dame, Dame finally breaks through, sure. Outside of that, like, you know, in the, in the, in the East, you literally can't do that outside the top three. Nope. And then you know, like, Warner, TJ Warren, he's not coming back. So, you know, they got to go on without him. The Pacers, yep, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. He's not coming back, so yeah, no, they, yeah, they're they're not gonna have a very good time. <laughs> it's not gonna be it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think at this point too, the East is, yeah, I think the East, I think Brook, Brooklyn's gonna come out, I think, but Philly's right there. F- Philly's really interesting. The Doc led Philly team, they're just quietly having a, a fantastic season. I think that's a very scary thing. Oh yeah, when you, I think it's a very scary thing when you just allow a team to sit back in the shadows a little bit. And allow them to get better. It's kind of like Denver right now. Denver's sitting back in the fourth seed, hanging out, you know, by their time, winning games. And I think if they're going to be a team come playoff time, it's going to be ready to go. It's going to be fun, though, man. It's for sure going to be fun. Because you got if if the standings hold up the way they are right now, and I'll just throw a couple of matchups um, before we get out of here for the day. You have Utah playing Memphis. Well, not yet because you got the playoff between set, but which will be between Dallas, Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State. If it holds up right now, but you look at the Clippers, they'll be playing Portland. You look at Denver and LA. So either Clippers will be going home against Portland, or Portland's knocking out. I mean, or the Clippers are knocking out Portland. Denver, LA is going to be a toss up as well. So. 
Yes, it's going to be tight. And then our East, like you said, Riley, I'm with you 100%. One through three, like, that's it. I mean, like, Charlotte and Atlanta right now will be playing if the playoffs started today. And, <laughs> I mean. That would be a funky game. That would be a funky series. <laughs> it will. Exactly. <laughs> God, that would suck. So with Lamelo, it'd be so much more fun. With Lamelo, that's an extreme. Like, I think everyone's just really bummed because everyone's understanding what kind of an electric player Lamelo is, and just because of like his, it's his wrist, the right wrist, right? It's his wrist, not his yeah. Stuff. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's definitely just it, it sucks because that would be such a fun matchup watching like him and Trey Young just kind of go back and forth like that. Oh, dude, would have been great. I mean, the fact that that could be very well a playoff series still is just it's weird. If you would have yeah, told me in a year. That the four five series in the East is going to be Charlotte. I know, man. Weird, yeah. The, the East is weird this year. The East is super it, weird, man. It yeah, is. and it is, it is, it is interesting. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but they're saying there is a a, a, a chance that if Hornets are in the playoffs, that Lamelo can come back. Which he should. I mean, luckily the the right wrist. I mean, the things that he that kid can do without shooting the ball, you yeah. know, on a floor like that's worth him being on the floor. Yeah, he's being reevaluated uh, April twenty seventh. Good. Okay. I, I, could be, yeah. That's the thing is that Charlotte will need him if they're going to be in the playoffs, especially if they're going to ha- if they have the four seed and they're going to have a better like they're in the top four seeds. You need you need everyone you can get. Hayward needs to get healthy too. Hayward's not feeling up, not feeling great. Yeah, either. man. So that's if, if, if if they can get healthy, I mean, they're at least going to compete. It's at least going to be fun. You know, if, if they're playing one of the bottom four seeds, I mean, but here's the deal. No matter what, they're playing a team that's probably on paper better than they are. Yeah. Atlanta on paper is better as far as the talent on the team. Miami, Boston for sure. Uh, and then even, I mean, the Knicks, that's a toss-up, I guess. But, I mean, you look at those teams, those, those you know, those three teams, Atlanta, Miami, and Boston. Charlotte's got an uphill battle, but they have the they have the high ground. So it's like, dude, let's get LaMelo back, even if he's wearing a wrist brace, can't even shoot. Get him out there for the ratings, dude. I'll watch every game. I'm watching every game too. I'm gonna be a fan. I'm gonna be a spectator this year. Yeah. I'm gonna go fun, watch it with it? Paul. I'm gonna go watch it with Paul Pierce. Yeah, me, you, and Paul Pierce. And the thing about us, we won't get fired. Well, well, apparently, it's gonna be a party. So apparently, hang on, oh, Paul Pierce yeah. the time. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, man. Drafting's heating up. A um, couple matchups that we're going to be looking forward to as well. So, you already know here at Full Court Press, we're going to have y'all locked in as we wrap up the second half of this season. We'll pay attention to injuries. Uh, like, like Matt said, LaMelo will be getting reevaluated soon. So, just stay tuned. Keep rocking with us. At this time, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to hit us up at press 82 at gmail.com as well as the check out the website tssaw.com or you can head over to the Facebook group where you'll either argue or laugh <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite entertaining so I would advise you guys to come on over and join the group but uh, on behalf of my co-hosts Matt and Riley we thank y'all for listening and we are out later peace Oh,